All right. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of How I Met Your Mortgage. As usual, I'm your host, Adam Smith, with Just the Tips Coaching. And with me pretty much always, uh, well, 99% of the time, depending on what in the world is going on in the world, is my co-host, our marketing director and all-around superhuman, Jen Weibor. Hello, Jen. Okay, I don't have Jen with me. I just have Adam. But we'll see if we can't get Jen added into the mix here shortly. I'm hoping this is actually broadcasting. It's live, so we will take our lumps as they come. In any case, oh, there's there Jen. There we go. Ah, Ta-da. Hi. Hi, Jen. Hi. I, I had all these nice things to say about you, and you weren't there to respond. It's all right. They were all bullshit anyway. Um, and Ryan said he can't hear us. Oh, I can't uh, hear Ryan either. Fantastic. Yeah, roll. I just messaged Ryan to leave and come back, but okay, yeah. you know, All it's right. Monday, it's fine. Uh, and that's our guest that we're referring to, but that's fine because there were a couple of preludes I wanted to uh discuss at the moment, uh, because we're just coming off the seventh annual mile high mastermind, which was an insane weekend. Um, we did do great. Uh, again, thank you to the University of Denver. Their hospitality is always phenomenal. They did a great job, barring a little uh, air conditioning glitch there on day two. Ooh, it got toasty in that room. It was better than social media day two years ago when we didn't have AC for the entire day. In the yeah, that June. was true. In June That's rather than that. September. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a really great event. Some phenomenal content. Thank you to all our speakers. And I've still got a lot of this stuff open in my computer, the story catching and the AI. I had never used AI in such a prolific manner for it to generate that kind of content that I got back. Yeah, so, so huge shout out to Brad Friedman. Yeah, um, I huge think we were, shout our, out. All of our minds were blown. Um, Ryan is back and he says he can hear us. So. Hey, that's cool. Can we hear him? I don't know. Can you? Oh, we yeah. can hear Ryan. Yeah, All right. Ryan. So welcome back to the show. One of our favorite guests, Ryan Davis. How you doing, man? Doing well. Doing good. really good. Um, it's funny. You're just talking about AI. That that stuff is wild. It is wild. Um, so, yeah. With some uh, some AI features uh, for phone calls in an appointment setting and it's it's just wild yeah there's a good use for it mm -hmm. yeah. no question we were actually uh it was a very interactive weekend masterminds usually are and jen and i have worked very very hard to make sure that our conference isn't a conference we don't have a speaker and an audience but rather we're all sitting around talking masterminding i think we only scared one speaker with that kind of environment she was definitely not prepared for that she wanted to present and we wanted to talk. talk. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. But uh, Brad with the Digital Slice uh, walked all of us through an exercise in AI. And it didn't really matter which platform we were using. This was basically on copy to generate some information about our ideal message, our ideal customer, uh, client, those kinds of things. And we were all blown away at how great it was to have the direction and guys ai for all of you listening ai isn't really artificial intelligence bard chat gpt all of the systems that go on in 
Filmora or Canva or probably even in StreamYard, Jen, there might be an AI that we're not uh, talking about. I don't think about so yet. yet. Not yet? Not yet. No, but they but all will. I'm but sure. It's not really, you know, we make a lot of jokes about the Terminator movies and those kinds of things. And it's not self-learning. Computers are still dumb. They only know what you tell them. So if you're really, really smart, really well guided about the information that you're going to give AI, then the data that you get back is mind-blowing. So yeah, thank you to Brad Friedman with the Digital Slice, because that was one of the coolest AI lessons I'd ever heard or seen or experienced. Yeah, it was great. But yeah, for appointment setting, brilliant idea. Yeah. And we... I still don't think, and Ryan, maybe you can help our audience kind of broach this, kind of get over the hump. I am still not seeing a lot of real estate agents really utilizing AI in a good manner. That's the first time anybody's ever mentioned, uh, you know, phone scripts, appointment setting scripts, those kind yeah. of things. I don't think anybody's mentioned that to us either at the event or at, so we did AI at the social media day. Uh, so that's two conferences this year where we've covered it pretty in depth. Obviously, Jen and I have a ton of real estate agents that are coaching clients. And I don't think anybody has talked about that yet. Give us a little more, buddy. Yeah, I mean, it all started um, as I was looking down the leverage path of how can I leverage out this database that I've got and reach out to these people um consistently and setting up getting an appointment set to go meet about selling or buying a house and you know there's a couple different ways to do it you know you can pick up the phone yourself and make all the phone calls you can hire an inside sales agent uh to to make those phone calls for you you can have a virtual assistant uh do those as well but ultimately you know i i kept coming across the control issue of who was doing the right work, who was actually getting it completed. Sorry, that was my, uh, my text message. Little, little old spice whistle. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. But, it, you know, and then I came across uh, a couple AI platforms that allowed you to really draft scripts in depth that had uh, the ability to sound very conversational, be able to react to responses and uh, answers and have ways to go about, you know, dialogue and was able to connect different, a couple different appointment setting uh, applications to that where a person can say, yes, I'd like an appointment. Great. What time would work for you? These dates as it ties into my calendar and then be able to lock that and then automatically send out a follow-up confirmation oh that's brilliant which, great. which yeah. makes me think hey calendly get ai just right throw oh, that, out dude, there. that would be amazing yeah come right. on guys but yeah i mean i can guarantee that you know the couple thousand phone numbers that i have are going to get called they're all recorded i know i can see and go back to every single one of them right and it's not an expensive you know it's not relatively expensive when you look at the cost of hiring uh, an inside sales agent and look at, you know, training that person in the hours and the, you know, the problems with it. It doesn't have any language barriers in or, or accents that you might find that are dialect, like, you know, that might cause any problems. Yeah, that's true. So it's, there's a lot of control in it. 
Yeah. And these are the things that computers already know. That's the big difference, right? If we're able to teach it the few things about us, about our business that it doesn't know, man, we're going to have phenomenal results. I think one of the things that I may have said it at the event, although I saw it or read it uh, sometime before, AI is not going to take your job. The people that are utilizing AI are going to take your job. Right. That was really the uh, piece of the puzzle that struck a chord with me. That is uh, pretty phenomenal stuff. So let, let's backtrack, though, because obviously we could talk about this kind of stuff, and maybe we will uh, as we go down this road. But give us some feedback of where Ryan's been since the last time you were on the show, man. What do you want to do? You know, just, just clocking along as usual, doing our uh, community events, lead generating that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did do an event planning, a client event, an advocate event planning session at Mile High Mastermind as well. Uh, we've got a, a colleague in the Los Angeles area who is doing this shit in a bomb.com manner. But yeah. yeah, give us some idea of what Ryan's doing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been the way that I've done lead generation for the last eight, nine years, right? Um, and I don't I don't go out and buy leads. I don't go out. And oh, please don't do that. If you're yeah. watching or listening, please don't do that. Right. I don't cold call a lot of people and some of the AI stuff, right? I don't go chase expires. I don't go knock on for sale by owners. I don't, oh, how anti-Killer right. Williams of you. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but I but I've really believed in the relationship building aspect of community-based events. And I think some people are starting to catch on. Right. And then you can make this as big as you want, as a big of a community or as small as a community as you want. But, you know, that's just what we've been doing. been clocking along, getting our referrals, helping people out, strengthening the relationships in the neighborhood and, you know, you know, turning it over like clockwork. What, what do the events entail? What are you what are you actually doing? Well, I do about 18 to 20 events in a year. Oh, Right. Those are some big numbers. Okay. You're um, doing this uh, every couple weeks. A couple times a month. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every couple weeks. So they're, they're everything from like the really big, you know, eight, 900 person Easter egg event or 4th of July bike parade or, you know, reindeer event that we did in the last couple of years, all the way down to very small, intimate private dinner parties with a private chef or bourbon tastings or, you know, you know, just like, you know, just things seasonally based on the holidays. We do a great little, uh, a little event with uh, hiding leprechauns around St. Patrick's day around mm -hmm. the and, you know, gift cards given out, little kids get to go run around and try to find these little leprechauns. And, you know, it turns into a really great community building event. I'll bet that is. It's pretty fun. So how many people do you think you're touching face-to-face? -face? And I don't mean that in an inappropriate manner. You know, I don't want my FBI agent to start getting worried <laughs> about Ryan here. It's all, I don't mean like that. But how many people do you think you're interacting with face-to-face -face over the course of a year? A thousand? Well, so we have about, we have 1,254 homes in our community. When I say community-based events, that I, I mean my neighborhood community. Okay. Not like a community of people or folks like that. 
Okay. So out of our actual neighborhood. We're actually talking about a physical location. A physical location, okay. a farm, a geo farm, a neighborhood, a community. So there's 1,254 homes in our community. And I would say we get about a 50 to 60% participation in our large scale events right so like the 4th of july the easter the thanksgiving or the uh the reindeer or the fall festival we'll see between six and seven hundred people at that one event sometimes it's more sometimes it's the less weather plays into it whatever you know but on average that's what it's about and but a lot I, of them are repeat a lot of them are repeat. a lot of it is you deepening relationships not starting them the 800 people about 20 well 15 to 16 times a year wow so there's a lot of repetition there's a lot of 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 frequency in that there's also you know layered on top of that of social posts there's uh you know postcards that i send to the neighborhood as well so there's you know like we sponsor the uh the road that goes through um, the neighborhood, the main road that goes through. So we do the, the trash pickup. So there's branding and visualization, visualization there, you know, we, that we reach out. And one of the great things is part of that stuff is we're always interacting with new people because we're offering volunteer hours for the high school kids so they can reach their goals for what the school requires. for. Volunteer oh, that's hours. a brilliant one. That is, yes, uh, pause there. Let everybody absorb that one. That is brilliant, my man. Right. Well, and it's really easy to do. We went to the school, talked to the dean and the counselors, got our business approved as an official uh, company that's that can offer sponsorship or offer volunteer hours. So every one of our major events, every one of our cleanup days, anytime we ever need any extra hands, we ask the volunteer, the high school kids from the neighborhood to get volunteer hours and they come out. And we meet new people because every year there's new high schoolers. New seniors. Brilliant. We right. talk a lot about referral partners in our program. And one of my favorites, I'm not going to lie, is the high school guidance counselor. Yeah. You want to get in good with somebody who knows exactly which people are about to be empty nesters, may need to downsize, may need money for college. Uh, for those of you that are new to the program, I own a mortgage brokerage. Uh, so my role's a little different than Ryan's, but yeah, this is sharp, sharp stuff. And I love the neighborhood content. Um, and we do a little bit of stuff like that. Once a year, I bring out a big roll off dumpster, put, my, com well. put yeah. my company banner on it, say, Hey, spring cleaning time. Go ahead. It's just sitting on the corner. Feel free to put your crap in it. But Ryan, what you're doing for what your industry refers to as farming. Yep. Um, and if you're new to the space or you're in mortgages or any of these other uh, industries that focus on lead gen and uh, the kinds of things that we work on here at Just the Tips, uh, in the real estate industry, farming is really talking about getting really down and dirty and specific and hyper located in basically your neighborhood. At least a neighborhood. Ryan takes it a step further and obviously does his neighborhood. And it's a fairly big neighborhood with a couple thousand homes. I can't boast that by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but you're killing it, dude. I mean, yeah, I mean, when it comes to farming, this is the fucking pinnacle. 
we have a uh, out of our twelve hundred homes, we have a uh, or I have a twelve hundred. Excuse me, still a big number. Yep, I have a eighteen percent share of the neighborhood. Wow. The next closest share is from the. We're still an active new build community. We're just phasing out. The next largest share is the builder. Is the builder this this mm-hmm. this you know you know program. Um, so it's their VP of sales or whomever holds that position. And after that, like the next closest share is, is between one and one and a half percent. Yeah. You'll steal that right up. No problem. Right. So this is phenomenal. We do it. A lot of people do the, the, a lot of people go around and go, Hey, I put flags in people's yards with my car on 4th of July. Yep. And that's all, that's all they'll do that year. Right, they'll do a roll off in the spring, or you know, in the springtime, they'll do a garage sale in the fall, maybe, 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 maybe two of those things. Um, but the but you're not a community expert. What I've found from the feedback from at least my neighbors is that the people who do that waste their money because it's an obvious attempt to generate business. Well, there's no constant here consistency. There's no no relationship building. We're not telling people who we are, just what we do. I mean, it's it's just fail after fail after fail. But there are some things in here that we're not discussing. And obviously, a lot of what we really work on in our program is sales psychology. So there's some real things here that people may not be grasping that you're doing or accomplishing in this program, in this idea, in this heavy, heavy volume of neighborhood events. One of them is that your business is hyper-local. Super local. It's it's, it's it's crazy. We went really small in order to go really big. Well, and you're not spending hundreds of hours of windshield time, gas money, all of this kind of stuff. Even better, this is your neighborhood, right? So when we say that, there are some income similarities there's some cultural similarities family similarities kids of the same age all attending the same school whatever it is so what what the rest of you are missing with this is that a lot of what we want to do through our constant and consistent lead gen through being authentic and transparent is to make sure that we're really attracting people that are like us that think like us that we're going to enjoy working with while we're organically repelling the ones we wouldn't Yep. And just because of what you're able to, what boxes you're able to tick off by being so hyper-local, you're solving so much of that that people aren't even thinking about. Right. I I specifically can speak their language. Yeah. Right? I speak their language. Secondarily, because I do so many events and I'm so visible, I've now eclipsed that hurdle of this is just for profit. And now I'm a community expert that cares about the community. So there's another wall that drops. Our kids go to the same schools. They play in the same sports. So we have yet another wall that drops because now I can, you know, have that commonality with them. So from a psychology standpoint, I'm one of them. They're just, oh, hiring, for sure. they're hiring the person that knows their house the best because I live in a house just like theirs. I do the same thing they do and can talk the same language in that they speak. This is so big. 
I'm I'm still struggling to get my head around all of the benefits here. When something breaks in Ryan's house, he knows immediately to tell your inspector to look at that same thing when you're buying in his neighborhood. Mm -hmm. That kind of it's just there are so many of these little nuances that are going to come by being so committed to this hyper local lead gen. It, it's it's actually phenomenal. Really, it's funny you say that because in my listing appointment and agreements, we talk about how to properly prepare your home in anticipation for what inspectors will find in your house. Yeah, and I man. and I can and, and some of it is that same shit you just fixed last weekend, right? Yeah, we already know you're for this, <laughs> this age from this builder. You're going to need to get it certified. If you do it ahead of time, it'll save you grief. And there are going to be a hundred of these things that I'm not even thinking about yet. It's this, is, this is phenomenal. We are never going to find room to talk about anything else today other than <laughs> Ryan's hyper-local community event lead gen activity, which, yeah, dude, this is brilliant. I mean, well, I, we've had you on the show before. You and I have talked about it. But, yeah, I'm just now getting all the light bulbs. Well, and here's here's kind of the other thing that a lot of people miss on this is there's a lot of agents out there that are hurting, that are trying to find that consistency, that that are wondering where the next listing appointment's coming from, wondering where that next buyer is going to come from. I don't worry about that anymore, because I have the the this community. There will always be somebody that needs to move, and I'm the person they're going to look for to do so. So having that in person, belly to belly relationship. Be showing the value that gives back to that community, being able to speak their same language will always keep that consistently there. Here's a great, here's an interesting statistic. Out of the 25 listings that I've had this year, only one of them has bought again in Colorado. 24 have moved out of state. Wow. In a normal year out of 25 listings, I would have had 23 buy sites. Right, right. Right. But I've, but the, the number here to look at is I've had 25 listings in a market where it's incredibly difficult to get sellers to break away from the two and a half to three percent interest rate. Right. In a market where it's, hey, I've got a million agents to choose from that are desperate for my business and going to be giving me an incredible deal no matter what, because they're desperate for what's going on. See, and the, the chord that strikes with me is it seems you're scaring people all the way out of Colorado. I might be. Yeah, okay. I might be. But getting their houses sold nonetheless. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so, hey, this is this is incredible stuff, Ryan. Um, and this, <laughs> I don't even know how to get my head around all of this, that you are making such incredible strides in remaining so hyper-local but it's it's only twelve hundred houses, and we talk about the fact that that's a big neighborhood, twelve hundred houses. Right. And I I'd be surprised if I have three hundred in my neighborhood. I know sure. there's only like two fifty in my last neighborhood. Sure. And there are obviously going to be so many things that I haven't even thought of about how this is making your life easier, how this is making your process easier, your transactions easier, how this is making your work. So much more rewarding because you're really only working with people that are like you, that already have a pretty significant degree of know, like, and trust. So they are already 
trusting of your process. Yep. Um, so it makes it easier on your team. Your your ROI on this shit is through the roof. Yeah, it's, it's incredible how great this is. Well, um, that that's why I. That's one of the reasons why I do it. Is I don't have a big team. I have a transaction manager. Her name is Dina. She gets paid per transaction, right? I share her with however many agents she works with outside of just me. But she's not on. She's not. I'm not. She's not on salary or anything like that. I don't have a buyer's agent. I have some showing agents that are agents in our office that will show houses for me, right? I had an admin for a very short amount of time um, until she decided to you know, move on. But even then I was struggling kind of, you know, to find work for her because this process is so dialed in. The expense is so low and my ROI is incredible. I make probably twice as much as some of these teams that have 10 agents and three admin and two ISAs. Wow. Well, and if you are helping people buy and sell homes from Brighton to Castle Rock, you better because you're burning a lot of time. Right. Yeah, this is brilliant. Jen, what am I missing? What I mean, there's so <laughs> there's so much in what Ryan's doing. There's so much in our program that intertwines here. Certainly you've got some thoughts on other things that I'm not even thinking about as to why this is so brilliant. Well, I was thinking about the event this weekend, and a lot of people were wondering how to get people to events. And the genius part of this is that this is a repeat audience community for all of these events. So they come to one, they love it, and they want to come to the next one. And you're having them so close together that, again, you're saying top of mind all the time. And Well, and all the events are going on in the neighborhood. Right. You could golf cart to the event. Right. You could walk the stroller to the event. Right. Right. And there's there's enough of them where you can pick and choose the ones you get to go to. Like the people who come do our turkey trot 5K fun run, right, are not the same ones who come to the fall festival that's more geared for drinking some you know, some craft beer and eating some smoked meat and some things, right? Those yeah, I'm all about that latter one. Yeah, there's no, yeah. There's not <laughs> if you're having stuff. eating events, let me know. For sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. And I mean, it speaks to, there's so many people in the scarcity mindset and here you are targeting such a very specific area and you're still doing great in your business because you're putting your time and attention into those relationships instead of worrying about casting this huge net I mean, we talk about this with everything, um, getting specific, getting into your relationships, not staying in the, you know, the gray area. So you appeal to everyone like you have made this so targeted and it's so successful. You, um, I think it's you, awesome. You know, one thing that that speaks to that, that is a luxury that being so pinpoint focused and narrowly targeted allows me is that I don't have to and I will not go through and ask for people's names, phone numbers, emails on a registration, on a sign-in, on anything else like that. Because I do so many of these, like that piece from our feedback and our focus group, just talking with our neighbors, that is what turns people off. 
Oh, you mean I got to go sign in? Yeah, somebody's going to try and sell me something. Oh, not, I really don't think we're going to go to that. This is truly a benefit for living in the community. I get to be able to put on. And as a result, since they're so frequent, in every month, you'll be able to see me once, twice, sometimes three times, you know, doing some sort of activity. I'm always accessible and I'm very approachable when it comes to to somebody reaching out. I don't go fish. You know, I don't go out knocking doors for these people. They all come to me. There's Ryan. something really interesting of the psychology of that, of not collecting information. Because right. you're right. Even if it's a free event, if you're making me sign in sign and in, give you I my email. I mean, I'm going to get spam from you? Right. Right. You mean I'm going to get a phone call from you? Uh, I, I've never, since the very, very beginning, have, have taken any phone numbers, any emails, any database-related stuff. You know, I've built my database in other ways. Um. Well, if they're I mean, reaching out really to cool. you, then that's, that's when you do it. But yeah, right. that makes a whole right. lot of sense. And I think one of the important pieces of this puzzle that we're missing and what really cued me into it is that Ryan is having fun doing it this way. His lead gen work is fun. fun. His work life is fun. Every other real estate agent that we talk to in a manner, well, Okay, barring guests on the podcast, but the vast majority, it isn't fun. There and the the issue here that what's really uh, glowing for me is that there still isn't any fucking gray in Ryan's beard. <laughs> <laughs> this his work doesn't stress him out. No, no, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, no. this is really cool. Yeah, I mean, tell me it's not fun having a bunch of a bunch of the neighborhood you know, neighbors over to the backyard fire pit for bourbon tasting and cigars. Yeah. At, at 20 times a year. Right. That's a great <laughs> event. You know, our pie pickup, right? You can come by, you know, drive by our house. We've got pies in the garage. Pick up your your Thanksgiving pie. Snap a picture with the family if you want to, because we've got a backdrop, right? And a little ring camera. And, you know, you could do all that stuff and, and come on by. Music's playing. It's great. This That's is great. Awesome. Yeah, this is phenomenal. Now I'm starting to make my mind work on how I'm going to do this for Halloween as I set up most of the... We go crazy for Halloween at our house, so I spent a bunch of the time uh, yesterday after the event setting up some Halloween stuff, and uh, Mother Nature was a little prohibitive there. It is damn windy here these yeah. days. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah the, once, you know, half the inflatables ended up out in the street, I gave up. So, um, yeah, this is really cool stuff, Ryan. I mean, seriously, for your neighborhood, what you could do very simply is host the candy giveaway at your driveway where your, where your Halloween decorations are. Everybody else's house is right around you shut down. You make kind of a big deal with three or four tables out with buckets of candy. And then you now have all of the neighbors hanging out on your driveway with your front you know, driveway fire pit, talking, shooting the breeze, talking about things, building relationships on a day where most people just think they have to stay inside and wait for the doorbell to ring. Oh, I'm going to yeah. hang my head in shame now because guilty is charged. <laughs> I I do. Um okay. This is okay. I can't even 
<laughs> Jen, Jen, get Ryan booked for another episode immediately, please. Because heads up, Ryan, we are booking twenty twenty five now. We, we, we <laughs> looked at this one little slice of what Ryan is doing, and I'm blown away, man. I am yeah, blown away. I teach classes on this inner market center. I right. also have, I've been uh, on several different panels around and different conferences and things like that, talking about just just this. You know, you look at my numbers in comparison to everybody else, and I'm I'm. I'm not a big fish. I sell between 25 and 30 million, 35 million dollars in real estate, depending on the year, you know, but as a solo agent with a very low overhead and a very specific target, I don't, I don't have to drive all over town to do this. Right. I have so much time with my family, my personal life and my family life is priority number one. And this drives this, that whole engine. Ryan, do you even get in the car anymore? At better question. I get in a golf cart. I literally have a golf cart for listing appointments. You better still have a Jeep. Oh, I do. I okay. Do. Right. All and right. The, and the boys turned in 15 this year, so we'll be hunting a new one for him by next year. Awesome. Yeah. There are two out in my driveway. There's one in yep. Jen's driveway. <laughs> it's a it's a yep. it's a Jeep thing. You wouldn't understand. Yep. All right. Jen, take us home. Yeah. First off, thank you, Ryan. This was great. Um, I do want to just say thank you to everybody that was involved in the Mile High Mastermind this year. Um, we had a great time, but a special shout out to Mindy in our office for everything she does for that event every year. We super appreciate you. Um, but for those of you listening, watching, uh, you can get everything just the tips by texting tips to 63566. You can get past episodes of the show, find our podcast on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon. Uh, you can book a free hour of coaching, get a copy of Adam's book, literally all the things. And pretty soon, uh, probably in the next month or so, I'm going to start putting out feelers for speakers for Social Media Day next year. So, oh, my God. Um, I know. It just keeps going. So. Okay. It, and that event is our local social media event. We do have people fly in for it. But if you are interested in social media in any aspect, business owner, if you do the social media for a business, whatever, that event's for you. Um, but yeah, we will be looking for speakers and sponsors for that before too long. Cool. Well, and to the rest of you, thank you for tuning in. This is the 33rd episode of our sixth season. We did a little math on it over the weekend because we have... Oh, been talking and teaching quite a bit on podcasting and to have the kind of increase in listenership that we have and to have put out, I don't know where we're at now, 250-ish episodes of How I Met Your Mortgage. We're uh, really glad that there's so many great, smart people out there that we get to have on the show over all these years. So if you would like to catch us live, we do this Mondays at 10.30 Mountain Time, and then a couple of days later, you can catch the upload on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon. And for you, Ryan, thanks. Um, we know it's not easy to carve. Well, it's not easy for anybody else to carve out this kind of time on a Monday morning, but apparently Ryan never even leaves his neighborhood because he doesn't have to. Take a lesson here, people. This is brilliant stuff. Ryan, we'll have you back on the show really soon. Uh, thank you for carving out the time for us today. I'm blown away again, man. And for the rest of you, thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. See you guys.